Hey everybody, this is Theophilus from TZ Coaching and you're listening to the Noble Father Podcast. Whether you're a dad that stays at home, works from home, or away from home, our roles are essential. To a son, it's an illustration of how life as a man is done. To a daughter, an example of the type of man to look for in the future. But in either case, a noble father stands firm for what he believes, leads with his actions, and embodies a healthy balance of body, mind, and spirit. He pushes himself hardest and commands his time respectfully because he knows how precious the present is. Join me as we discover what it means to live as a noble father. Hey friends, thank you for joining me for another podcast uh, episode. And I just wanted to start out by saying that, you know, I, I scripted out a giant list of talking points and as I went to go record it I felt and actually as I listened to it over again I I really felt like it was just not the type of podcast that I wanted to put out um it just sounded so disingenuine and um it I I just couldn't I just didn't enjoy that just listening to it like that and so um, I'm gonna try today uh to really just speak from a a place of something that's happened and see where it goes from there. I really don't know uh, what else I want to say in there. Um, I think to, to begin, I did want to talk about something that I shared in the previous episode. Uh, you know, as I said that these are these are not scripted or I, I, I want them to not be scripted. Um, and I guess I tried to control it today and that's why I kind of took notes and, and thought I'd try to record one with it. Clearly, it didn't work out, and so um, I did want to say something about previous episode. Is that I kind of said something about um, if there's any anti-communist out there. I think that's kind of what I verbalized. That is not something that I um, adhere to. I am definitely not a communist, and I wasn't trying to put anybody down that thinks or is anti-communist or whatever, and so. I'm glad I, you know, I just want to get that out of the way and I'm glad that I'm able to, you know, be vulnerable and talk about it. It was just a very human thought it'd be comedic to insert that in there and uh, definitely regretting it a little bit, Uh, but it's out there now. So uh, yes, please accept my apology uh, if that rubbed you the wrong way or, or anything. Uh, So today's topic I kind of want to talk about something that you know I've been kind of struggling with my wife on and this has been something that's occurred over the years um it's really this this premise of uh, inconsistency in 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 the sense of saying one thing but doing another thing or saying it in you know one time and then changing what you say later on so to give you some context my wife is was very very gung ho about this child like fatherhood uh, parenthood thing, and she was reading a lot of books and she was educating herself, watching a lot of videos, listening to a lot of audio stuff about how to raise children. And my problem was that I didn't do any of those things. I wasn't very consistent in that, and definitely was not applying anything that she was sending to me, and. You know, this ties back to my story, right? Is that whenever I was in this really low place, I had no drive, no purpose. I didn't 
I just wasn't present. And that, you know, caused a lot of problems for me and my wife uh, in parenthood and in our marriage, obviously. Over time, you know, she's gotten to this place where she's kind of almost given up hope. And, you know, so it's been it's been a bit of a difficult uh, journey because now I'm kind of slowly getting back to this place of being consistent and actually wanting to do better in my role as a father. And so, you know, it all came to a head and it's hard because she's at a place where she's kind of feeling like she's on a downward downward spiral and, and I'm kind of on this upward trend. And so suddenly we've kind of reversed our, our roles. Um, and we've kind of recommitted to this journey of parenthood and we're trying to make sure that we're on the same page with a lot of things. And I know that I don't let a lot of people into that kind of conversation, but to give you a sense of this, this is a very um, huge and momentous occasion to be able to be on the same page on something. Fatherhood uh, or parenthood in general is um, a very tricky journey. Um, and and I'm really learning the lesson that it really does start with the father. And interestingly enough, today's topic that I kind of wrote out a um, a topic on is really about leadership in the in the family. Is that the the male household or the 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 leader of the household is the father, the man of the household, and so it there's biblical verses that talk about fatherhood. Uh, and the importance of it and how our roles essentially dictates the direction our ch- our children go and i was i totally want to read them to you and i but i don't want to come off as this is what you should believe also um there there's a reason why this stuff is important to me, and that's because I am a believer myself. Uh, and so perhaps if you'd allow, I'd love to share kind of the Bible verses and just talk about them. Nothing to say that you have to adhere to them in any way. It's just really just a talking point for me. And so one of the verses that I did want to point out is First Timothy 3, 4-5, to which talks about, He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him with proper respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? And so this was something that was actually this verse I grew up with thinking, you know, it was like, well, my dad was very, very not present. And he's, you know, he was a pastor. He was a minister. and, And a lot of times he would spend his time at church and not with the family. I mean, not that he didn't manage the family well. I mean, who really dictates whether somebody did a good job of that or not? You know, my dad, I would say, managed. I would say he managed. Maybe not to the extent that I would have wanted it. And actually seeing my own son now where he's like, Daddy, I want to play with you. or I want to spend time with you. Daddy, can you read books with me? It's It shows how big of a thirst children have to be with their father's. And so I just see myself in him growing up is that though my dad was around, he wasn't as present as I would have wanted it. And and so that really dictated the kind of father that I wanted to be in the direction of, in my life. 
uh, always seeking out male figures because, you know, there's this kind of vacuum in there that I, I as a pastor's kid growing up in a church, it was a very lonely childhood. I really felt like nobody understood me as a person. And, and so that caused a whole bunch of issues too. Another verse that I did want to talk about is Proverbs 22, verse 6, where he where it says, Start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. And I think this is amazing because, you know, it, it really does talk about leadership and the direction, right? It is about what your role as a father dictates essentially the future of your children. And so my dad was though he wasn't as present he was there he did give me values and things to uphold and he showed me how essentially life was done um and so it's it's pretty cool to see this verse in there because it does remind me of something um actually is like um the book atomic habits and there's this premise inside of the book where it talks about direction and so it provides an example of Okay, let's just say we're about to get on a plane and we're leaving LAX and we're headed towards New York. If we are off course by 3.5 degrees south when we set off from Los Angeles, we would actually end up in Washington, D.C. And to just to give you more context is that Washington, D.C. is almost it's, it's, it's more than 200 miles away from New York. And so you can really ruin or end up somewhere else if you don't set their direction. And now, you know, this this makes me think of, well, what are fathers like nowadays? Or let's just say majority of fathers like most work crazy hours a week just to make ends meet. They are not around. And even when they are, they are not present. And they're not really living life with this at least it's not a life that's worthy of an example of showing our kids how it's done. When I think of how I want my children to live, I want them to pursue their dreams. But it's not enough for me to just say stuff. And I've reiterated this before in podcasts before, and if this is already getting on your nerves, well, I'm going to continue reiterating it because really your role as a male and as a father is to show them how life is done. It's in the introduction itself. And so I think if we don't take on that mantle and be intentional in our roles as fathers and as men or as, as people who have a life to live, we can really steer our children in the wrong direction. And an absent father creates a vacuum, essentially. Like I said in the, in the introduction is that we have to show our sons what a man is and how life as a man is done and for our daughters what to look for in a man in the future we are the example we are the standard and so it's an incredibly important not to mention that we also have a responsibility to our partners our wives is that we have to demonstrate how a healthy marriage is shown. Now, I'm sure there's going to be fathers here who are from divorced families, and I completely understand that. There's 
multiple things that can cause a marriage to fail or, or for people to go their separate ways. And I, I'm not going to excuse or, or say anything that, um, you know, I can't account for everything, but it's, it's important for us to, you know, mitigate those things. If we're able to keep the marriage intact, we must fight for it. Nothing comes easy. Um, and that's to say, you know, women have a role to play in the, in, in, in our roles as fathers too, is that they are essentially our blind spot checkers. They are our blind spot collision avoidance systems. They will point out things, at least in my case, my wife is definitely like that. And she will call out things that she feels is not right. Uh, she will bring to my attention areas that I can improve upon. And every woman's approach is going to be different. Some are going to be a little more pushy and some will be more passive. Um, some might even be quiet. Um, but, you know, nobody's a perfect person. Nobody's going to be a perfect father. Nobody's going to be a perfect wife or mother. And so everybody really should be just doing what is best for them and, and, you know, optimizing as you go along. Um, so, you know, there's this premise of coexistence or cohesive units is that, you know, like a king will have his advisors or a king would have a queen to advise him on certain, certain things. You know, you'll have a captain of a ship who has his mates and you have a pilot who has a co-pilot, a star athlete with a coach. And you kind of get the idea that in partners, we're able to do so much more. And we're just more effective. And that's especially true for a family unit. Because if there's ever a disun a, 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 an ununified front or disunity, then the whole thing just really comes apart. And it'll fall apart. I'm, I feel very passionate about this... Uh, my role as a father, it's something that I never would have imagined I'd be super serious about. And, and it's crazy because I get to marry that with this work that I am now doing with fathers. I feel so overjoyed to be able to do this work, but it actually requires me to be kind of pioneer the way myself is to actually live the way that I think is the best way for fathers to live like I've I have to swallow my own medicine first and it's been a long journey for me I was never coming to life in what I was doing if anything I was my own best client I guess you could say or or own best target audience was that I was always taking part in habits that were not healthy to me and they were without they went without moderation and turned into vices and idols and, and anchors that just weighed me down you know I was playing a lot of video games a ton of video games um, I was always binging on shows um, getting involved with like inappropriate humor um, there's a whole bunch of stuff like lust and coveting, laziness, gluttony, egocentrism, and, and mindlessness, just general mindlessness. I just amounted to nothing. I, I was, you know, very self-deprecating and not very loving of myself. 
disrespectful, I guess you could say, you know, there's a lack of celebration, um, a lack of self-embrace and a lack of self-esteem. And, you know, this also contributed to me being incredibly inconsistent and there's just nothing, nothing lasted. I was always stressed out about the future and past and the present and chasing endless shiny objects. I was always like, what's the next trend, right? Oh, software as a service. Let's pursue that. Oh, digital marketing. Let's choose that. There's a whole bunch of stuff that I just kept falling into. And that was a really, really expensive habit. Um, ultimately, I was not able to be very present as a father, it was just really glossed over look on my face most of the time. My wife would say something and go in one year and out the other, and and that 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 just that just didn't do. And that was one of those things where I was like, I just how can you get on the same page with somebody who was just not there uh, and always constantly distracted? And so there was a really big journey for me to come back and to finally realize that man, I the man that I was and the father that I was becoming was not, it wasn't ideal. And it really, frankly, sucked. I, I was in a really, really bad place. Um, and I, I, I think it really is just a miracle that God took me on this journey is that I had been running my digital marketing agency and transitioned over to software as a service and in talking to a lot of coaches i found myself in my zone of excellence because i was connecting with a lot of people and i was having meaningful conversations with them but over time as i was talking to them like they were all pointing me all like in the same direction it was so odd it was just like over a span of a month or a month and a half a few of the coaches i was talking to were just like you know, with no direction, no direct like connection with one another. We're just like, you should totally think about being a coach. And, you know, the first one being my brother, Sabo, uh, this coach, actually, he, he was just like, you should think about being a coach. And then from then on, it was just like a few more people that said the same thing. And I just really felt like that was my invitation to, to go into it. Now I didn't really jump into it right away. You know, a whole bunch of stuff had to happen before, um, I, I, I started to do it. And it's interesting because these are all steps that I now walk people through. And I've realized that a lot of men had similar issues like me was that I was not willing to talk about certain things and I was not vulnerable, um, at all. And, and so the, the journey began after I took part in a kind of a book club study with um, some members of my of a men's group and we upon finishing the study there was an opportunity to take part in this identity conference or identity exchange conference run by a guy named Jamie Jamie Winship I think I might have mentioned it before in another episode but he really just talks about identity and not just identity in ourselves it we have to go to the source for it. And that's the thing about identity is that we're all created specifically. And that creator intended, he sees us a certain way. We have to, I, we need to uncover what that is. And so that began this long journey. That conference, I felt like everything in it was telling me that I needed to be a coach. That's really what I felt. And, and that's where I got the name Noble from too, is that is actually part of my identity.
And so with that identity piece, I was kind of like, well, okay, what does this mean? You know, I, it moved me forward to coaching, but I was still not kind of ready to make that leap. I really had to get serious about my thoughts. I needed to center around mindfulness and take back my mind because it was not an ally of mine. I had to get serious about my thoughts, my beliefs, and I had to start rewiring my mind from negative to positive. And what do I mean by that is, is in some of those conversations that I had with people, I found myself, they, actually, they were calling out in me that I was not celebrating myself or I was putting myself down in a certain way. Interestingly, it's like subconsciously what we say about ourselves will come out in the things that we say. And we need people who talk to us truthfully and are willing to call out the stuff they see rather than saying the things we want to hear they we have to have people that just calls out that bs and so i started surrounding myself with people i surrounded i sought vulnerability with them and opened myself up to those people and, and that was the journey of shining light on the darkest areas of myself and accepting that embracing that I am not a perfect individual. And it was interesting because this vulnerability, this this free and true expression uh, of things that plagued me actually allowed me to accept who I was presently. And suddenly the way forward for me was quite obvious. And I uncovered the my strengths um, a few years back. And actually the mentor who led me through it said, you'd make a good coach, good good counselor. And but at the time, I didn't even know what to do with that information. I hadn't been a father yet. There was It just didn't make sense to make the leap then and there. And I believe that was eight years ago. And so to now circle back and have these coaches say, hey, you should totally think about being a coach, I just felt like, wow, that's totally, it's, this is my opportunity. This is my leap off point. Um, and I, I actually haven't looked back since. Uh, I've been you know, in this, in the software stuff and in the digital marketing stuff, I was really in my zone of excellence. If you've ever heard of this term by Gay Hendricks, the zone of excellence is where you're doing something in your talents and skills in a particular area, but the work just doesn't give you energy and it just leads to burnout. You're stressed and you're, you're, yeah, you're just stressed and, and constantly apathetic towards life. And so in fully embracing who I was, going back to my strengths and understanding who I was, my identity and, and the giftings that I was explicitly given to fully embrace myself and venture into my zone of genius, which is coaching, you know, I was able to come alive in not just my work, but in my entire being. So everything seemed to follow with it. And that's really how God works is that he doesn't, he doesn't want you to just focus on one singular thing and have everything else suffer. He wants you to take care of all these other avenues too and have them flourish as well, which is now where I'm currently at, is that I feel so impassioned about this work that I have serving fathers and coaching them to think more deeply about things and that there's this gift inside all of us. Is It's not a gift that we need to discover something to discover is kind of secretive or unknown. I'd like to use the word uncover. To uncover would mean that it's there already and it's intended for you to unravel or to reveal. Is that we go through life with somebody else's identity of ourselves or beliefs about ourselves and we never go back to the inside. 
And so this affects everything from decision making, from the pursuits we, we do in life. If you think about it, if you were ever in high school where they told you, hey, you would make a good X career, whatever career you want to fill in the blanks with. If you run with that without having discovered yourself, you could waste a whole ton of time and a whole ton of money getting a major going to apply for jobs and then getting the jobs and then doing the jobs and then realizing that this isn't fulfilling for me. Why? Well, if you don't know yourself, you're going to be end up you're going to end up doing something that you was never meant for you. We're essentially settling for something. Now, I, I don't I don't like this discussion because, you know, I know fathers are in tricky places and sometimes finances are you know, the demands of fatherhood is really, really high. And the burden is is heavy. I completely understand. But for us, in order for us to live fulfilled and to give the best parts of ourselves, a noble father has to go back to that blueprint. Who are you? What were you given? What were you gifted with? How can you maximally align to that? It might not mean that you have to start your own business, but finding out what those things are will enable us to come to life because let's just say you're in a sales position and you're not meant for that kind of thing you you're more administrative or 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 whatever is that you're if it's in a in an area of weakness you are not going to thrive in it now strengths finder is an amazing tool and i'm going to reference this in the in future podcast episodes the premise of strengths finder and I find that the best example is actually the one that they use in the book is Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was amazing, a legend in what he did in basketball. He was, his dedication and the talent that he devoted to the game of basketball made him unbeatable and the legend that he is today. The interesting about thing about Michael Jordan too is that he also ventured into golf and into baseball. And to put bluntly, his contribution in those, in those sports were pretty crappy. Let's just be honest and say he was not meant to be in that. His, his talent in those were not as high as basketball. Even though he dedicated a whole bunch of time to perfecting it and trying to do better, he was not going to match up to somebody like, let's just say, Tiger Woods, who has the talent and the dedication to it. And likewise, if Tiger Woods went into basketball, I mean, we already know what the conclusion is there. And so this idea of giving and living from the best of ourselves really requires us to uncover who we are on the inside. It impacts the decisions we make, the, that we make, the direction that we head as a family, and shows our children how to pursue their dreams. Dreams are really about who we are your dreams will not be outside of your strengths. And the only reason they are is because we don't know ourselves. There's a powerful tool called the Ikigai, which is a Japanese term for reason for being. And in it, there's four questions. What do you love? What are you good at? What can I be paid for? And what does the world need? Now, the premise of this tool is that you'd find a singular answer that answers all four of those questions. For me, that was coaching. Understanding all that I could about myself, my identity, my strengths, the previous experiences that I had, 
it made sense. It, it was the only singular answer for me. I've given that tools and I've heard other fathers use this tool before and without good knowledge of themselves. And they jump to things like video game streamer or poker player or something like they, they don't account for who they are. And so this is what I mean whenever I say, understand who you are, discover who you are, because that will influence the decisions that you make and that will influence the next steps you take towards your dreams. Uh, and, and this is really the premise of what I do. This is really my work that I'm really, really passionate about. And I just feel that if fathers start living from this place, our kids get to see that and they get to emulate that for their kids. And this is generational positive impact that we're, that we're impacting. And so I really don't really have much else to say on this episode. It's going a little long. It's almost 30 minutes. And I haven't scripted anything. I didn't. I wanted to just record this the way it is and and it's really coming from the heart and that's what I really want these episodes to be about. And so if you've stuck at stuck it through with me uh, through this time, I appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to these ramblings uh, and these ideas and 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 these things that I've been and, and sharing a part of my life actually. Thank you very much and I hope to see you again and and um, share more of everything that I have that God has given me and I just want you all to be blessed and to have a great week. See you next episode. Bye. Please show your support for the Noble Father podcast by recommending the podcast to your family and friends. You can also subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and a review. And also, if you know a father who is interested in a regular meetup every week where they can show up authentically and share the best parts of themselves, some of the struggles they're going through, some of the wins that they have, and even some lessons to bless other fathers with, and um, also have them in our Facebook community, um, just a bunch of men who genuinely care about one another and just share space and hold it for one another. Thank you very much for listening to the Noble Father Podcast. Until next time, bye for now.